Welcome to the Startup of the Year podcast, where each episode we showcase exciting new companies from around the world. This podcast is produced by Established, creators of the Startup of the Year program. Established is focused on helping organizations with their innovation, startup, and communication strategies. Thank you to our podcast sponsor, Silicon Valley Bank. Hello, everybody. Again, it's Frank Gruber with the Startup of the Year podcast. Welcome back. It's episode number 14. We've been doing quite a few of these lately. Super excited to have my co-host today, Lori Teal. Lori, how are we doing? Doing great. It's Friday, November 1st. Wow, it's after, it's already November. Can you believe it? I can't believe it. But we got over we got through Halloween and lots of candy. Yep. So we we just had our our big startup of the year summit, our 7th annual installment just a few weeks ago, and we've all been recovering <laughs> and catching up on everything, but wanted to just, you know, go through what happened and give everyone kind of an update as to what actually happened and transpired at our big event. Uh that happened in Memphis, Tennessee, just a few weeks ago. So, obviously, first though, we want to thank our, our partner in the event, Startco. Could not have done it without them. Um, it was really great to work with down there, and uh, I think everyone had a great time. Wouldn't you say? I would say, um, you know, being there in the, on the ground there in Memphis for us um, to be able to bridge together the summit, um, it was just phenomenal, and could, could not have done this without them. Yeah. And I was just trying to think about like some of our favorite moments. Like we kind of, we started out with this amazing soiree on the top of a uh, rooftop of the Hugh hotel and it, it couldn't have been a better sunset. I mean, you're talking about like you're looking over the Mississippi river and the, the sun was just coming down. And then it, once it went down, the sky just lit up and um, definitely took a few Instagrams of that. <laughs> and I think others did too, um, as a kind of first, um, first event for our, our summit. And just it was a good place to kind of connect with everyone to begin with. And I was just trying to think of other things like that. Does anything come to mind um, it for a, you? It was a beautiful setting, great music. And I love, I think everybody was very, uh, came, came, a little, came a little bit more alive too when they saw the uh, takeoff of the drone doing a quick flyover. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they, they did a quick uh, flyby and they were doing some shooting some video for us, um, which ended up in our sizzle reel. So it's, it's out on YouTube under the established account. Uh, if you get a chance, check it out. It's pretty cool what they did and uh, turned around pretty quickly. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, we had, you know, the next day, you know, that was kind of the kickoff. And then the next next day was action packed. We had lots of matchmaking and mentoring happening at AutoZone Park, which is the uh, AAA ball club for St. Louis Cardinals, for the St. Louis Cardinals. And, you know, it was just a great, interesting venue to, to, to walk up to. And we ended up having, a, you know, the, the venue to ourselves. They weren't playing any baseball or other sports. There was a soccer team there, but we, they weren't playing that either. And uh, we, we got a chance to connect over 500, I think it was like around 550 um, different one-on-one meetings with some of our amazing mentors and judges that came to be a part of the summit. So that was pretty powerful. Heard some great feedback of, about that. Lori, it was pretty chaotic too, right? There was a lot of stuff going on in there in that, uh, that few hour window of matchmaking, but some amazing was, uh, relationships made. It was, it was a good chaotic, um, you know, it was registration day that morning. So everyone's just buzzing and exciting and getting their badges and getting started and figuring out where to go. And, once everything started humming along, just to look over a sea of tables of amazing um, meetings happening. And like you said, in total between, I think, six hours time, 552 meetings slash opportunities came about. And everyone just walked away with with uh, already a great start to the, to the summit. So it was, uh, it was a great, great day that day. 
Yeah, and we we wrapped it up with a couple of events. We had you know we went over to um, to the office of Orion Federal Credit Union. They have an amazing uh, rooftop as well and backdrop of the city. And there's a rooftop party there with some amazing music up on top of the uh, roof and some some blues. <laughs> and uh, and then you know there's also a taco fiesta at uh, Launchpad. So. It was a lot of fun that evening. Um, yeah, we, everyone kind of went back to the AutoZone park, and they, you know, we showcased a hundred companies, which is very in line with our old, you know, Techco slash Tech Cocktail roots, right? We used to do showcases in you know lots of different cities where we showcased startups. Um, they got they were there showing and telling what what was going on. A lot of connections were made there, and so um, at that event, though, we also picked um, well the audience that that came out got to pick the people's choice, right? So they got to everyone got some some tokens and got to, you know, vote on their favorite, favorite startup that they saw. And, um, then we announced that, that winner the next day. So, um, really cool venue for, for a showcase. I don't think we've ever done one at a ballpark before and we've done hundreds of events around the country. So that was pretty cool. Um, interesting setup. Yes. Everyone loves to be able to get to do the displays and have, have a lot of, lot of creativity with the, with the, um, with the booth. But, um, I think everybody also just loved looking out over the park and didn't mind seeing their logo on the scoreboard, which is that was so cool. cool. (laughs) That had to be one of the coolest moments. Yeah. Yeah. We got this humongous jumbotron and it's, I think it 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 might've even been HD, um, huge jumbotron with all of the logos of the different startups cycling through, including um, our own startup of the year logo. So that was pretty cool. And sponsors. Yeah. And it was really neat to see you look up and you're just like, wow, there's a logo of somebody. Um, so yeah, it was really cool. I love that part of it as well. And I, sh- I was sure to snap a few photos of that. Cause I was, you don't see that every day for sure. No, it was a great setting. Uh, on that Tuesday we had, you know, hundred companies pitching, you know, rooms full of judges, about a dozen judges or so, uh, and so they, they got a chance to kind of see the, the companies up close, ask questions, and really share everything they're up to. And then, uh, you know, our, our startup uh, judges ended up giving their votes, and those votes ended up helping us get down to the, the top 15 and top five, um, which we then had that evening. So that next, that evening was the big, big culmination where we, we were at the Peabody Hotel. Some call it the Peabody, I call it, call it the Peabody. I don't know actually what's right. Do you know? I think it depends where you are. (laughs) Yeah, so either way, uh, Peabody is a famous hotel, uh, historic hotel. And the cool thing about the Peabody, or well-known thing, I think, is that they have a lobby with fountains. And in the fountains, they have ducks, like live ducks. And they have a duck master. And the duck master takes the ducks up uh, to their penthouse at the rooftop of the the Peabody every day at 5 o'clock. And just so happens that's where we had our, our showcase was on the rooftop and... So we got a chance to to see and you know see the ducks for you know f- march up there and, and go to their their uh, their little their I guess sweet, pen, sweet, sweet penthouse on the yeah, top floor yeah. and uh, I figured out did you get to see that actually I did not this time around but I was fortunate enough during a site visit to get a, a VIP uh, watch or get to see him bring out the ducks to go yep. then down the elevator very so cool it was very yeah cool. they they block up the whole elevator so. You know, I figured out what motivates them. It's actually, um, I watched them, you know, run in a straight line into their their penthouse, and I was like, "Why are they going there?" I mean, that's amazing. They're so well trained. It turns out they're motivated by lettuce. They get a bowl of lettuce every time they get up there, and um, you should have seen them devour this lettuce. It was like it was like they had never eaten before. So um, 
there was That's lettuce funny. flying everywhere, but pretty funny, pretty cool. And, uh, the famous ducks. So, and then we had our, you know, after that, after the ducks, what March, we had our chance to, to have our top five pitch and, um, some amazing judges and, and whatnot. So, but first let's talk about some of the startups we had, you know, some amazing startups come through and, uh, you know, we always are looking for diversity. Do you want to share a little bit more about how they broke down this year at the summit? Sure. I think we mentioned a little bit before about how proud we are every year to keep working on our numbers for diversity and so forth. And and this year, um, no holds bar, um, out of the applicant pool, we had over 37% were founded by women, um, founded or co-founded, 47% minority, 11% veterans, and 4% by someone identifying as LGBTQ. So yeah. And that really, number actually went down because it was higher, but I think we had some swap outs and stuff, right? So we, I think when we first had our 100, it was more like 40-something percent, right? So we lost a few along the way. Well, they fluctuated a little bit, but, but yeah. not too much. Um, yeah. But yes, we do have some folks that all of a sudden may have gotten the deal with Google and had to bow out and let another startup have a chance at, um, at our competitions, just the way the, the way it right. goes. But, um, yeah. and so, yeah, so we had a great, I mean, really a diverse group of folks and, um, and coming from several different States, I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but we had three countries, uh, three countries represented, um, I want to say over 30 some plus states. 36 States, 36 States. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, we had folks, Coming um, from also all over as our judges um, and our match, what we call match leads that we're doing the matchmaking mentoring sessions coming from New York to California to Kansas, from Kansas to people, people driving six to seven hours just to come to come be there in Memphis to be there for the program for these startups. Right. And you could just really see all of that come together in a meaningful way. Um, so. Yes, and then our people were engaged. Startups. I mean, in general, yeah, like people were excited and engaged that entire time and they were there with a purpose. So that was really cool to see. With our packed, energy-packed um, event or, um, schedule, I should say, and they all kept going yep. with it, so we really appreciate yep. that um, yep. for sure. So, thought it'd be nice to just give a in case um, y'all haven't had a chance. Here's my y'all from Memphis had a chance to check out um, uh, the results. Our top fifteen. Yeah, uh, let's we, talk about the top fifteen. Yeah. Um, don't get, don't oh, get mad. Wrong thing. I was oh. thought that was a drum roll. <laughs> That was sad. That's not a dr- that wasn't a drum roll. <laughs> That's okay. All right. We'll, cut, we'll fix that later. Um, so the top 15, we had uh, female founder, don't get mad, get paid. We had EnduraLock, co-founder, female uh, with EnduraLock, fruitful female founders, intelligent observation, female founder, and go on and on and on. Um, Embertech, NeuroFlow, professional credentials exchange, veteran founder, proof test, RE3D, Resonato, Route, Safe, Second Keys, Segagna, and Snapshift yeah. were our top 15. And we got to reveal that to them right at the kickoff um, of the showcase. There were so many great companies. They all pitched really well. And even, obviously, getting to the 100 was was difficult. Um, so getting 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 to that 15, though, was, was tough. And then to get down to the, the top five was really, really tough. So... Um, so yeah, so you want to, maybe we should share the top five. Top so okay. five, Fruitful, Emertech, RE3D. Route. Re3D. 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 Did Re3D. I say RE or Re? I'm sorry. Maybe it's okay. Re3D. Oh my gosh. Re3D. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. right. Um, yeah. Route. And the winner is Re3D with um, co-founder Samantha Snaps. Yes. Yep. Sorry. Let's say it again one more time. So we had Fruitful, Emertech, Re3D, root or route depending on how you say it and second keys uh-huh. were the top five so that's those are the top five companies um 
they all came from different places. I mean, Fruitful was from uh, Tampa, Tampa Bay, mm-hmm. Tampa Bay, Emertech, Tampa Bay. Re3D is is Austin and Puerto Rico. Correct. Route is um, Chicago, and then Second Keys is out of Memphis. So pretty good, uh, diverse set of companies from all over the place. Uh, really exciting stuff. And then the winner was Re3D. <laughs> yes, Re3D. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, so we had a chance to catch up with the founder, who's pretty impressive, um, Samantha Snabes. Is it Snabes? Snabes, I know, yeah. Now we keep going back and forth. Snabes. Well, it rhymes with crabs. Snaps. It's snaps. snaps. Rhymes with snaps. crabs, yeah. Snaps. Oh, I had to think of how you say crabs. Yeah, so Samantha is a captain in the uh, Mississippi Air National Guard, and she's the co founder of Re3D. And she was there to accept the, the award and, and did a great job pitching, obviously. Um, really cool company. We should probably talk about what the company does, right? That would be, I think, appropriate. We're keeping people in the dark here. So, yeah, Re3D actually is taking and created a larger um, 3D printer. So, larger than, <laughs> he always said, larger than toilet bowl size printing job. So, uh, think about large items you want to print. And they're, so they've, they've created a, a printer for that, but they've also um, they've worked on. Um, taking like actual recyclables, like I try to like paraphrase, but more or less recyclables, which are generally recycled or, you know, in some cases people throw away recyclables, um, inappropriately, um, taking those recyclables and turning them into things. So think about like turning recyclables slash trash into cool things, uh, that you can print. And, uh, that's what they've been working on. And they've done some amazing things. They've, they won the, uh, 2018 WeWork creator, uh, award, a million dollar prize. They are um, working in Puerto Rico and other places to help with some of the issues around um, garbage slash recycling there. And uh, you know, it, I, they join the ranks of one day. <laughs> I do too. You see, it's really interesting. And three three D joins the, the ranks of some renowned companies that have participated in the startup of the year over the years. We've had companies like Grubhub and Groupon and Living Social and Add This and Uber and um, Home Snap and. Turbo Peel and you name it, they've been been involved. So it's really great to have them uh, be a part of this. And uh, should we talk about what what they won? Sure. Go ahead. Share, share some prizes. Or actually, you know what? Before we do, how about we talk American Airlines? With American Airlines, you can give your company's travel budget a lift. American Airlines Business Extra is a rewards program for companies that can help get the most out of your travel budget. It's free to join with no minimum flight or spend commitments. The more you fly with American Airlines and their partners, the more business extra points you earn. Points can be redeemed for round-trip flights, cabin upgrades, Advantage Gold status, Admiral Club memberships or passes, and your employees can continue to earn Advantage miles and your company earns business extra points at the same time. It's a win-win. Doesn't your business deserve something extra? I was going to say, our startups received their, our top five received their, their extra business points yesterday. So they're super excited about looking at how they're going to use that for the next business trip. And it really is um, helping, you know, not just with, or to, in addition to helping with those um, points, like you said, it's, a, it's, yep. it's, a, it's, a, it's like the superpower of um, when you're a business to be able to add those extra points for. Yeah. Um, so I, I may have explained it incorrectly, but more or less, these business extra points are separate bucket, but you also, if you, if you're like booking a personal flight and you put your business extra number in there and you're using your um, regular account or anybody, any employee, you actually get the points for the flying as an advantage member, but also as a business extra. So they go into both buckets. So it's a nice way for like, 
um, you to kind of win double, right? For for any employee that flies, and it goes back to the company, and then this company can use it to to take business trips, and it, yeah. it saves a lot of of time and and money. I just appreciate the support American Airlines gives to these small companies and to, to businesses, so that they can continue to um, get to their trips, their business trips, and their important yes. needs. So right, that's great. Uh, what else did we give? Uh, we also had a great prize package from HP. They provided um, Chromebooks and printers to all of our top five, which also they received yesterday. So it was a, Halloween was a was the, also the gift receiving day. Mm-hmm. Um, and Launchpad has provided memberships passes to um, any other locations for the top five, and also weekly passes to all top one hundred, which is very generous. And finally, Alice provided a free pass to their annual circular summit to our winner. And we'll be highlighting the top five on their popular Alice blog. Yes. Oh, great. And, and just 100K potentially. Oh, 100K. yeah. Oh, no, no nothing, nothing big like that, <laughs> nothing right? Big so, like that. so, Starco, our partner, uh, basically got a 100K investment into one of the companies, so the top companies. So, uh, working on that as well. So, yes. good stuff. Good stuff. Lots to win. All right. So, thank you so much, Lori. Uh, we, we got a chance to catch up with Samantha from Re3D and talk to her a little bit about her winning and everything uh, about her company. So let's listen in on that interview. Can't wait. Yeah. Congratulations. A big week uh, for you, wasn't it? Yeah. We are still shocked. I'm um, in route now trying to deliver the big trophy to our Houston team so they can take it in as well. That's super. And you're based now you're based in a couple of locations. You're in Houston and also Puerto Rico. Is that right? We are in Houston, Texas. That's where our factory is. And then we have offices in Austin and San Juan, Puerto Rico. Awesome. And can you tell us just a little bit of background on what Re3D is, maybe the quick pitch so that everyone that wasn't with us knows exactly what you're up to? Sure. So we're committed to decimating cost and scale barriers to 3D printing to make it more accessible. And we do that by making the world's largest affordable industrial 3D printers. Um, And recently, we've modified them to print from plastic waste. So we basically are taking recyclables, plastics, and turning them into products, which is pretty amazing. I was really um, impressed by it. There's, you know, a lot of local communities these days are having recycling problems. Like they, Mm. you know, not enough people are adopting it. So therefore, some of these products or some of these recycling programs are going away. And then it leaves it up to the consumer, us, to figure out what the heck to do with everything. So could this be like the long vision be like, I get one of these in my house and now I I can take my plastics and turn them into cool things? Um, possibly. I know there's been a lot of dialogue about that in the press. Um, I think my co-founder and I, Matthew, kind of differ in that, um, you know, the, the price point, while it is affordable, it is an industrial tool or a precision tool. And so not everyone has 10 or $20,000 for a filament-based or a pellet-based printer. Um, additionally, you know, we make printers big enough where you can print really large objects because we think a lot like of how large, like how large, what are we talking about? The size about of here? a toilet and bigger. <laughs> and wow. not everyone has room for a toilet size 3D printer or a larger printer <laughs> in their house or their studio apartment in New York. Um, but you know, when you think of like those guys that have, or girls that have a CNC or a drill press or a lathe in their garage, they right. may be a candidate. Um, but it really is a precision tool and, you know, you have to have some thought about material science. Um, so, so your local library your local community college may have one. Um, there'll be an ecosystem around it. Interesting. Very interesting. Uh, so how did you come up with the idea and, uh, how long have you been doing this? 
So we came up with the idea for Re3D while we were um, volunteering with Engineers Without Borders, NASA Johnson Space Center. So really smart people um, from NASA uh, get together and, and try to figure out how they can translate what they learned living, working in space to um, more remote environments. And even though I wasn't an engineer, they were really kind and let me tag along um, when I was working at JSC. And... Uh, you know, as we were traveling around, we saw four things. We saw a lot of plastic waste, a huge frustration on the dependence of imported goods or a big brand or a government or aid, um, and ecosystems around that. And, and we saw high unemployment. And more importantly, the people we met were really brilliant. So um, the open source 3D printing movement was starting, and a lot of us had used profession printers professionally that were more expensive and um, Matthew, my co-founder, uh, had one of the very first printer bots that Brick Drum put on Kickstarter and was like, guys, this is the future. So, you know, it didn't take long for the team to start to have conversations around the types of things that maybe some of our friends overseas would make if they had access to their own personal printer. And, right, and what cool. we learned is, you know, they wanted to make functional things. They were larger and, and that system didn't exist. So, we are re3d.org in our URL because, you know, we're basically a spinoff of Engineers Without Borders and operated as a club for a couple years and considered starting an, a nonprofit, but we were trying to find a path to sustainability. And um, thanks to Startup Chile and, and the response on Kickstarter when we launched the initial prototype um, in 2013, we found ourselves as a, a for-profit <laughs> social, social enterprise, if you will, and right. um, accidentally bootstrapping a factory. Did you go to Chile and, and figure out like that you wanted to be a part of that program, or how did that all progress? Um, no, I was actually in. Um, I, I had commissioned in the Air Force and was in officer school actually. And, and right before I had left, we'd we'd heard about Startup Chile and took a video we made for Jack Daniels um, in, Instructables. It was called the Independence Day Challenge. It was twenty five k to create independence. Oh wow! So we made this uh, very funny video we thought, um, about toilet size 3d printing and, um, heard about startup Chile right afterwards and, um, pitched that video <laughs> to the program. And, um, when I got my phone back out of my security drawer at the end of officer school, we found out that, uh, we were getting a letter from the president, uh, and $40,000 to start our scalar wow. idea. And I'd already been on a break and a, a transition to take time to commission. So, um, I went first in January, and then Matthew quit his job six months later. Wow. Are, is anybody else creating toilet-sized toilet printers like this, 3D printers? I mean, what's the competitive landscape look like? Yeah, there are some. Um, and uh, about it was about 18 months, almost two years in, we saw our first direct competitor, and, and now there's a couple companies doing it, which we think is awesome. We hope that more people do. Um, the biggest one that's most recognizable is Big Rep, and they're out of Germany, and um, what's tricky, you know, is, you know, this is a larger piece of equipment and you have to think about shipping and duty. And so it's really good when, um, more companies start because, um, you know, with bigger up being in Germany, they can help service that European, um, demand much easier than we could. And, th and that's part of the reason why we couldn't stay in Chile at the end of, of, um, that program and decided to bring it back to, do the manufacturing out of Texas because the overhead's just a lot lower, so we can keep that price point down for our customers. That makes sense. Makes sense. So right now, where you, where does the company stand as far as like uh, funding, profitability, all that kind of stuff? Yeah, we've been really um, really fortunate. So uh, the real catalyst for our company was Startup Chile had a booth randomly at South by Southwest the year that we were in the program and. 
And I had said, hey, if we can get this idea out of our heads and make a prototype, <clears throat> can I launch it on Kickstarter from the booth at South By, which is just down the road from uh, where Matthew lives and, and built that first machine in his living room in Houston. And, and they thought we were crazy, but said if we could pull it off, they'd make it happen. So uh, what we didn't know is, is Brie Pettis from MakerBot was, I think, keynoting. And so the exhibit hall opens. Startup Chile has this amazing booth, and I think a band. I wasn't there. I was in Chile. The team was there, and the doors open, and an editor from TechCrunch walks by and says, 3D printing has just gotten bigger than a bread box. And we hit our funding goal in 27 hours and had a quarter of a million dollars, um, which was amazing. So that um, you know gave us a lot of visibility immediately and penetration into other countries. And uh, from what Kickstarter said, you know, there are a lot of big companies who are creating Kickstarter accounts to buy this technology. So um, those companies are really great at coaching us on additional services we had to offer. Um, so we've kind of grown up under the mentorship of, of these first backers, and that's allowed us to remain bootstrapped. We have done a couple other accelerators oh, wow. along the way and then learned a little bit later in the game about this amazing program in the United States called the Small Business Innovation Research Program, or SBIR. Um, so we've had a couple of those grants, and then we won the we work Creator Award. So basically, we've we found a way through actual sales of our products. We've been profitable since that first year to um, in services to fund um, operations. And then when it comes to R and D and you know working on modifications to try and print from garbage, um, we've been really really blessed to support that through um, the SBIR grant program as well as the WeWork Creator Award. So you got SBIR, did you get an open topic there with the AFWorks, or how, how did that work? We do have an open topic. We just started our phase two for that, um, doing oh, mixed reality training aids. So um, the Air Force was really smart. We hadn't considered it as a market opportunity, but um, there is a, a major in San Antonio who recognized the opportunity to take VR and pair it with 3D printing to do mixed reality training. So we have a grant with them for that. And then the National Science Foundation has given us a phase one and phase two and two supplements to work on this whole ecosystem around printing from trash and, and really funded that, um, that R and D and our collaboration with Michigan tech university. And, and now they're funding a dryer grinding and feeding system. So we can, you know, really take a bottle to print. Interesting. And so for you, like what would be the next best step for like, you've got, you've got some traction, you've got some, some funding through these different, um, different things you just mentioned, SBIRs and whatnot. Um, which are contracts and grants. What's uh, I just want to, for anyone listening, understand who you're looking for and what, what that yeah, would be. Yeah, that's like. always the goal. Uh, we really like funding our company through sales. But, um, right, but I want everyone know, to understand who, who you're selling to so that they, they maybe can help. In terms of hiring and, and where we're looking forward, and we put a lot of you know our effort as a, a for-profit is you know people that can buy fleets or buy in volume, um, that want to scale across multiple centers or across their factory floor. And that really need that end-to-end -end support that we can provide where we go in and do an assessment, look at the cost parity, maybe do a contract print for them and a design and up and, and source the material formulation for them to be successful, create a custom bot or um, a solutions offering around it, and then oversee the maintenance. Uh, but the reality of it is a lot of our customers are, you know, are buying one or two at a time, and then they start to scale with us, and, and they're in Airbnb vertical. But I think there's a ton of cost um, cost gain um in in uh small to medium all, all the way through like some of the largest manufacturing companies in the world right that makes sense okay so where do you see this um company going let's say put our future hats on in five years so in the next year um we're hoping that we'll be have the com 
like the more commercial release, if you will, of the, the pellet printer, the one that can print from shredded reclaimed plastic. You know, we'll, we'll be doing more rigor around that, but, but as you know, that starts to scale and there's more adoption, um, one interesting new market opportunity for us, in addition to construction and healthcare, has been um, working with municipalities. So we're partnered with the city of Austin and the government of Puerto Rico, and we're looking at like, what are some of the biggest waste streams from manufacturing companies that are going to landfills, and how could that be repurposed? Either save those companies money for things they need internally, um, and decrease the dependence on imported goods, or to actually create things for the local community. So, um, and and. It, uh, an example in Puerto Rico that we're looking at is they working with Johnson & Johnson to use their post-manufacturing waste and trim to support their efforts in local schools damaged by the hurricanes who you know might need a bookshelf or a piece of furniture. Um, and then the government of Puerto Rico right now is working on a match for our NSF research to allow us to use all those water bottles that are laying on the farmlands that keep making the news every six months. Right. To um, We're going to embed a shipping container and, and, and process those water bottles um, with local hires to hopefully catalyze new businesses where they're making things on the island itself um, for economic empowerment. It's very similar to um, some work we're doing with Habitat for Humanity, um, Restore, and a manufacturing company in Austin, Texas with the city. So those types of things are really exciting. We have a lot of conversations like that going on around the globe. That's really cool. What are some of the coolest things that you guys have like come up with to print? Like, and you mentioned a couple, like a bookshelf for school in Puerto Rico that's been devastated by a hurricane. Like, that's a great example. What are some of those others that kind of come to mind? I think everyone on the team has their own favorite. Uh, one that I like to talk about a lot is um, a research project that a, a professor at Texas A&M pursued um, in the vet teaching hospital where he's actually using the prints to treat cancer on animals with 100% outcome. He's using wow. the print itself, like the, the material and the density, if you will, to, um, tar to um, supplement targeted therapy um, for, you know, maybe cases where, where there wasn't um, a solution. And so like the thought of, and, and we've, we've talked to some research who are researchers who are thinking about this in terms of breast cancer in women as well and, and humans, but to think of a 3D print actually like treating cancer, I think is really fascinating. It's kind of a new way of thinking of 3D printing. So I tend to like the outliers. We have multiple people that intersect with toilets that are our customers. Oh, um, for, you know, obviously those are uh, favorites of mine, but, but everyone has their own. All right. Very cool. Awesome. So you just were down in, in Memphis with us. Um, you took home startup of the year. What were your thoughts just coming out of that? Well, first off, what were your thoughts going in? And then I'd love to get your kind of thoughts going as you came out winning it. Yeah, honestly, I'm still in shock. Um, two things. I think Lori, the organizer, probably wants to kill me right now. <laughs> Maybe I should share the story widely, but um, yeah. I, I didn't. I thought the odds of us making it to the finals were infinitesimally. Is that a word? Sometimes I make them up. That's um, a good one. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we're very low. Um, so low that because you know we're. I just come back from East Africa um, with a with a teaching entrepreneurship at the UN and IAAA and thinking about 3D printing from garbage and have just been like on the go that, um, you know, our time's so limited. So I had the cheaper flight was to leave that evening. So I thought, well, I was really excited to see the ducks walk and wanted to try and yep. have a beer with a duck master. Um, <laughs> and then I was like, I'll do that and then catch the flight so I can go to work the next day. So I was actually not supposed to be there during the finals. And during the long break, the, um, 
American Airlines notified me that there was a delay in my flight leaving Memphis and that I'd missed my connection and rebooked me the next morning. <laughs> so the oh, wow. only one I was around. Um, but a real motivating factor for us to do startup of the year was um, the mentor matching. So I don't know how well um, that comp- that opportunity is shared, but I think that is a real value add for all the companies, um, regardless of you know where they place. Um, right. When we saw the list of mentors, um, Jillian Friet from SolidWorks caught our eye because we'd had a lot of touch with SolidWorks in the last year, and you know we've spent like I think thirty or forty thousand dollars. Now I'll have to add it up on future and pending licenses we're buying this year, and, and um, it's basically a tool to do modeling in three D, which is important when you're printing in three D. Um, and we're hiring a lot of engineers in our company, and, and we can't afford it for all of our teammates that want to use this this platform. Um, and then <clears throat> there had been some talk of maybe seeing, you know, how we could support some of their programming for a big conference they have that has a lot of press and visibility around it. So oh, um, wow. when we saw that she was a mentor there, like specifically working to build relationships with startups on behalf of SolidWorks, I prefaced her as number one <laughs> with Chuck Yeager uh, when I was asked who else I'd like to meet that wasn't on the list. <laughs> yeah, I don't um, remember him. <laughs> I was like, yeah, unfortunately, Chuck Yeager, like, no, yeah. but I really tried to get him there. <laughs> um but I, I mean, it was like Chuck Yeager or, Lord, or this girl, Julian, if we can meet with either one of them, like competing in the competition yeah. um, was so worth it. And we were really fortunate that she chose us as a match. And so that was the first meeting we had the day beforehand. During that conversation, they agreed to give us licenses going forward. And um, the day afterwards, they confirmed that we're going to be on the main stage for their, their big event that has wow. you know, probably the most visibility in our industry annually around it um Congrats, next year awesome. so i mean that in and of itself was phenomenal you know winning is you know such an honor but there are sounds a lot like of had a good week <laughs> just in general it sounds yeah like- but i mean that, that was all from y'all's hard work so thanks for making that possible and for startups listening to this you know think about the organizations that are you know the forces behind these opportunities and use it as an opportunity to build relationships because you just you never know how, you know, the ranking will shake out that night. But what's more important is that, you know, you build a community that can support you and that you can support going forward. That's exactly, I couldn't have said it better. That's exactly what, what Startup of the Year is all about. And I uh, really appreciate you being a part of it. And congrats, congrats again on winning it. Um, so for anybody listening, um, want to learn more about you and your company, how can they find you, contact you? What would be the best way to, to connect? So you can find Re3D at re3d.org. It's Romeo Echo 3, like the number, D like Delta, dot O-R-G um, on our website. And um, please give us feedback. If there's something you're looking for, you don't find there. We're in the process of updating it right now and trying to make sure that all of our information is more easy to source. Um, or you can email us at um, info, I-N-F-O, at re3d.org. We'd love to hear from you. Um, please take time to sign up to our newsletter at the bottom of our homepage. Uh, we are about to make a big announcement. Uh, we give away a printer um, oh, wow. every for every 100 uh, we successfully deliver. Um, and we do have a donation opportunity coming up. So if you have a big idea to make a difference in your community using 3D printing, we'd love for you to um, take advantage of that. Awesome. Thank you so much. I'm here with uh, Samantha Snap. She's a, the winner of the start of the year with Re3D, re3d.org. Go check it out. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you. All right. Wow. That was That was great. I'm so glad she could join us and super excited for everything she's up to. Definitely an interesting company. 
and uh, obviously couldn't do it with all the different uh, folks that we work with all around the country that are recommending startups and really appreciate all those recommendations. And for those of you that are listening right now, if you have startups you think might be interested in Startup of the Year, just have them go to startupoftheyear.com and there's going to be an application process and they can learn more about it. They can reach out to us if they have questions and we'd love to get them involved in the next uh, next program. And I just been after Samantha for a couple of years now. So ever since I saw her a couple of years ago at South by, I wanted her to be a part of Startup of the Year. So I'll take we that couldn't, one. <laughs> right. You couldn't do it with your, without your wrangling as well. So we appreciate you working with all these companies. Laura, you've done a great job. Uh, they're really high caliber. And obviously, kudos to you for, for helping make that happen. Um, but guess what? We didn't. We couldn't come up down with, to the top companies without our judges. I wanted to thank them one more time. We had a really great set of judges in Memphis. We had um, Whirly. He goes by Whirly. Uh, he was the founder of Chaotic Moon Studios, Honest Dollar, uh, now Strangeworks. He's working on quantum computing and just wrote a children's book about it, which is pretty cool. Uh, we had Fred Mosler. He was uh, part of Zappos for a very long time, working with Tony Shea as his right hand to grow that company, Zappos.com. He recently left and he's working on a number of projects uh, with his Honus Capital. He's got a shoe company called uh, Ross and Snow, which you should definitely go check out. They have amazing um, shoes. I've got a few different pairs of them. They're really, really cool and well done. Um, they're based out of Las Vegas, uh, as well as he's got Nacho Daddy. So if you're ever in, in Las Vegas, check out La- Nacho Daddy. Uh, it's a great place for nachos. I'm a big fan of nachos. So i um, definitely been there a few times. Um, we also had uh, Erica uh, Dagnan, who's been uh, a part of our, our program for the last five years as a, a finals judge. Uh, she's the co-founder of 1000 Angels and Rain Ventures, and she invests in um, startups from New York. Uh, not just from New York, but from all over. She's based in New York. Uh, we had Phil Nadell, who's from Forefront uh, Venture Partners, uh, who's uh, Barbara, and, uh, Barbara Corcoran's uh, co-founder of of that fund and uh, works with uh, a number of different companies and he has his own um, show as well called The Pitch and so he was great to come out. He really was excited about all the companies and really dove in and, and, and talked to a lot of them so that was really cool and then uh, we had Lisa Mitchell from Techstars. She's, she actually um, is super devoted to what we were doing. I think she drove from like six hours to be there because she of the travel did. situation. Yeah, from Kansas City to uh, Memphis was tough flight-wise, so she couldn't get in. But so she drove and uh, brought her energy. She's always got a lot of energy and spunk, and I really appreciate her time and commitment to startups um, with us as well as with tech stars in both Kansas City and Indianapolis. Um, and then Burunda Prince, uh, who's with Comcast, uh, NBC Universal's in the farm, um, she was great as well. Um, I hadn't met her before, but she she was really um, had a lot of really good feedback for the startups and um, really had a lot of, a lot to say. So that was awesome. So thank you all again. That was great. So we couldn't do it without their 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 thoughts and support and, and and sharing what they they liked and didn't like about the companies and a lot of good feedback. So that was really cool. And then finally, we couldn't do it without uh, all of our sponsors. We had Twilio and American Airlines and Silicon Valley Bank and Pledge 1% and HP all um, being a part of it and supporting. We had Alice and Launchpad and Startup Digest and, and Vader and and obviously our big partner, Startco, helped make it happen. So could not do it without the, all that support. We obviously thrive on, on helping startups and entrepreneurs all around the country and want to continue to do so. So if you'd like to learn more about our program, obviously go to startupofyear.com. If you're looking for funding, you can um, basically 
subscribe to our daily deal flow email, which goes out uh, every weekday with a, a different startup as we try to help startups better connect with investors. And if you're an investor, you definitely want to get on that. If you're a startup, you definitely want to get your your stuff through that. So it's free to be a part of, and we we try to get the those out every single day to help startups better connect, uh, create those relationships and bonds, which is very similar to what we were trying to do at the summit, wouldn't you say, Lori? Yes, and uh, if you're not if you're not on D, on the daily deal flow, you should be. You're missing out because even our top judge Phil Nadell, I think, pointed out two startups now he's found through um, monitoring and, and reading through our daily deals, which is which is a great feather in our hat. <laughs> so. Definitely. Definitely. And of course, we couldn't do this podcast without the support of Silicon Valley Bank. So I wanted to share a little bit more about Silicon Valley Bank, but I wanted to kick it over to Rich Malloy to do that. So Rich? Absolutely. So today's episode of the Startup of the Year podcast is brought to you by Silicon Valley Bank. And you know the, the team at Established, we've been building startup communities for 13 years. And Silicon Valley Bank consistently shows up, adds value, supports startups, and supports their clients. They're more than just bankers. You know, they're mentors, they're advisors, they're super connectors. And we love having the SVB team at our events because they bring a depth of knowledge about startup markets that just doesn't exist from most service providers. And they always treat their founders with respect. And so if you're not banking with Silicon Valley, if you're using, say, a a traditional retail bank like the one on the corner, there's nothing wrong with those banks. But if you're using that, a traditional retail bank, and you plan to raise venture capital, you need to bank with SVB. Your retail banker might not even know what the heck venture capital is, but SVB team does this day in and day out. This is their specialty. They've worked, they've been through the fundraising process with thousands of startups, and they have additional resources to see you through the process and help you succeed. We love SVB, and we're grateful that they're that they're supporting the uh, the Startup of the Year podcast. And so, visit svb.com/next to learn more. That's svb.com/next. So, Silicon Valley Bank Ideas Bank here. All right. Thanks so much, Rich. Thank you, SVB. All right. So. We're done. Episode 14 is in the books here, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. Definitely follow us along. Please review us on on all the different podcast platforms that you're listening and really appreciate you listening and being a part of this community. Thanks, Lori, for joining us. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Have a great day, everyone. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Startup of the Year podcast. Be sure to subscribe and we'll be back with another episode soon. 